0: The man who views the world the same at 50 as he did at 20 has wasted 30 years of his life. Muhammad Ali
1: Panther Soul A Tale from the New Century Multiverse By Alexander Shaw Part 1 Mountain of Troubles Prologue.
2: Dead lions curl no tails. Captain Beatrix Annabel Queensbury, the captain of the Faithful Troubadour, has just shat his breeches. It is understandable, considering the circumstances. He's got 42 curved inches of sharpened caligristo steel, tickling his heart from the outside. And he has my gaze resting upon his, pondering whether to end him now or to turn him over to the cats below decks that my crew are currently unshackling. You will be hunted down. He croaks, his tongue dry, One of his fangs is plated with gold. His whiskers are stained yellow with tobacco. His smell turns my stomach. The salty ocean air mercifully blows past me, over the roiling waves that surround us on all sides. It has already begun, I reply. Yet we evade your slumberous warships. Had you heard the Crimson Serpent patrolled these waters? Yes. But your employers bade you come this route all the same. Yes. Because it was faster and cheaper. I purr this with certainty. His expression confirms my informed estimation. I lean in close and whisper... I used to hold your position. That was until my eyes and heart were opened. Shall we do the same for you the old-fashioned way? Oh, God. The lion cries, and a second volley of effluent shunts the first from his long jaws. Behind him, the freed slaves are now emerging onto the deck, blinking in the sun to gaze in astonishment at their captors, stood. Paws behind their heads, each covered with a rifle or a saber. The decks are stained red with the blood of those who had resisted too fiercely to subdue alive. The cats at my command are a mixture of formerly captive tigers, jaguars, cheetahs, panthers, and leopards, along with a smattering of lions whose minds have come around to the sanity my own achieved. The captain glances over and begins to quake. I spot signs of mutilation upon the bodies and faces of those now tasting free air. And they, in turn, spy the captain. Up behind me steps Marco, his purple and red fur bristling and his jaguar ears flat to his head. Not in fear, but disapproval.
3: We would do well to be merciful today,
2: he intones.
3: We cannot be arbiters of wrath our entire course. The fire will consume us. Please! The captain
2: stammers.
0: Please listen to your friend. Let us live.
2: Behind me, the crimson serpent creaks. My nimble ship is fastened to the troubadour with grappling hooks. Red-striped sails, deck harpoons, minimal, ingenious cannon fitted with scuppering rounds. Her slender build and low payload granting her the ability to dart in and back out. Always slithering, always fluid, I call out to those at weapon point. Who among Among you will help these these cats cats of the West West learn how to to sail back back to their home? home? Yes, yeah. comes the roar from four of them. The remainder stay silent. As you wish, I call before Marco can stop me. The guns roar, the sabers find new, temporary biological scabbards, and all but a Quartet fall to the deck, breathing their last as the captain before me mews piteously. Marco holds a paw to his own face in disgust. I step back and sign to the freed cats with the new language of rapport. You, you may, may do, do with the, the captain, captain as, as you see fit. fit. Several faces light up as they see me perform these movements. I catch snatches of different dialects, tossing words around, most of which I do not yet know. There is a sudden burst, and the captain is left upon me, disappearing under a morass of malnourished bodies. His end is quick and frenzied, and I will warrant, as deserved as mine would have been. I glance at my first officer. His expression stills me. All satisfaction drains away, along with the final gurgling screams of the captain. Marco's blue eyes, so calm and beautiful, sad gaze into mine I reach for his paw and he pulls it away
3: when will mercy guide your sail
2: he mutters I angrily wave at the four traumatized lion crew members trying to blot out what has just transpired I shall be merciful to those who deserve it. it I retort Sometime later, Rickish knocks upon my cabin door. Marco is with him, his expression more grave than usual. Captain Beatrix. Rickish reports.
0: Something and someone that might interest you.
2: And an old snowy white jaguar is brought in. His muzzle is scarred, tufts of his hair have been burnt off, yet his eyes are bright. He gabbles manically as Marco translates.
3: He warns of a great danger in the far west of his
2: land.
3: Some kind of tool. No, a weapon. Ancient. Powerful.
2: Danger to whom? That is a very animated exchange. And eventually, Marco sums up.
3: First to those who stand in its path. Then, if it is in the wrong
4: pause,
0: the ruin shall be felt by all. He didn't say in the wrong pause Rickish put in it was more like on the terrible paw
2: that's a rather important distinction is this what I think it is ask him for a
4: name you see
2: this time snowy lurches into a very theatrical physical expression of what he is talking about Stepping forward and holding up his wizened old paw, gazing at it in wonder as he extends mottled, clipped claws. His expression rapturous, as though his own extremity is bathing him in holy light. He closes his paw and slams it down hard onto the deck. Kneeling as he does so, his eyes closed as a great wailing cry tears out of him. Immediately after, he looks up at me. And waves his other paw about in the air, eh? fluttering his pads as though expressing falling
4: embers.
2: I am taken aback, amazed at what I am about to inquire is now supposed to apply to something not ephemeral and allegorical but real tangible that can be touched worn ask him if he means the cloud breaker i whisper the old one hears the words translated looks up at me and nods slowly yes who else knows about this Heal
4: not with.
3: He says his family was taken.
4: Yal.
3: Born away by lions. Like you.
2: Albion will know soon. If they don't already and they will come for it. The pale old cat nods again, holds up both paws in pleading supplication. I turn to my crewmate and decide upon the spot. We have to move fast.
0: chapter one the treasure hunter Colonel Nash. it is today i stand before the mountain which towers up impossibly high i am the silhouette of an arrowhead heading for the summit behind me my guide dalish a snow leopard reminds me that we have until sundown to find what we shall find and then return here Elsewise nightfall will bring a darkening cold so fierce it will freeze our blood. I breathe steam, draw my thick furs around me and work fluidity into my shoulders before bounding forward to scramble up the pathway. It is tomorrow. I have claimed my prize and my satisfaction curls through me. I eat hot spicy meats and prepare for my long journey onward. It is today. I must close the gap between these two times and discover what I did to attain this treasure. The snowy trail is denoted with old leather waymarkers which blow in the wind. The sun bounces off the ice fit to blind me as I retrieve goggles from my shoulder bag, lowering a copper curtain over my line of sight as I cautiously avoid the first insecure pawing, a patch of unstable rocks which would flip me out into the gorge below. Time slides as we travel up and around. There is a gap in the path bridged by a deliberately placed frozen log. I glance down to see mist collecting at the bottom of the fall. Our bodies will be shattered when we make a mistake. I pause and take off my pack as Dalesh moves in behind me. I unhook a rope woven from durable blue shrate vines. My guide's pretty brown eyes scan the log as she nods and takes one end of the rope, tying it around herself.
4: I will go go first! first.
0: She declares.
4: I live in ice.
0: All the same, her voice is tremulous. I tie the other end of the rope around myself. There is a natural spring to it, but I am heavier than she. My weight will not be borne if I plummet straight down. This will simply buy us a moment. Dalesh hops up and pads carefully across the log, her claws lending extra purchase, but never standing still long enough for the exposed skin on her pads to freeze to the ancient dead wood. As she reaches the other side the rope goes taut. This is as far as it will stretch. I step up to traverse this bridge and she looks at me intently, willing me not to fall. We are suspended in air like this for a moment. A thread of trust hanging between us she motions to untie herself pointing at the far sturdier log i bound forward before she can act surprising her and clear the log in three leaps as she retreats to give me a safe place to land (gasps) she says a word in her language that i do not understand but it sounds like she thinks i am stupid the trail continues up getting narrower all the way we do not remove the rope but now she is leading wasting few words on explanation I gather plenty all the same the air is becoming thin and the cold is penetrating our furs the sun is high in the sky I can feel what is above us growing closer we reach a sheer cliff face and as before Dalesh heads up first I follow before the rope can go taut again and we claw our way up with some difficulty (coughs) There is a lurch and she cries out. Her lower left paw is jutting downwards, having lost its purchase. The jerk of her momentum pulls free the right front paw and she is slipping. I see this happen in slow motion as she drops past me, her face aghast, her paws swiping in the air. I reach out to grab one and it whisks through my pads. Now my insides react, my hackles rearing up in shock as I realise I may not have a tight enough grip on the mountain to bear her weight at speed. In the moment I have left, I grab my end of the rope and pull hard, letting go, grasping at the length closer to her body and yanking again. The weight pulls me down and she is drawn towards me, reaching out as I cling on with my other three paws. We make contact and grasp one another's wrists. I swiftly guide her back to the cliff face to match me in latching on in three ways. Her expression races from horror to relief, and then shame. We hang and I hold her steady for the time she needs to be able to become mobile once more. Then we pounce up the remainder of the cliff face close together, hearts pumping, adrenaline carrying us the rest of the way until we can heave ourselves up onto the snow shelf above. We lie, panting, and she mutters some words about being a pitiful creature, born in snow, but scared of ice. I catch some more about a panther of the sun being far from his land. I am of many lands. I reply, this seems to bring her a measure of comfort. And then we see it. Across the way the red and black edifice of a Zawan shrine. Stone pillars are flanked by statues of the white tigers who dwelled up here in the long yesterday. They are posed in battle trance, ready to intercept and counterattack. I experience a burst of excitement and raptitude, a feeling I have come to define as a mixture of joy and fascination when i go through this i am at once here today and flowing through yesterday walking among these peoples now long gone i can see inside the world i spot horned capra up here searching for patches of grass exposed by the snow melting sun life atop desolation We are through the charnel house and have entered a place where flesh and spirit meld. Dalesh passes me her untied end of the rope and I unbind myself, reeling it back up as we pace carefully down the last of the trail to the front steps. As I remove and stow my goggles, I can hear voices I know are not there. The great Zawan cats of antiquity are singing to me. Soft, ponderous, rumbling.
4: It is today. Miguel and I tumble from the doorway and into darkness, and I hear him cry out to me. But as I find his frame and haul him up on my shoulder to give him something familiar to cling to, the scents that fill my nostrils carry my soul aloft. I follow the trail through the uneven stone of the cave. It becomes larger as we get further out everything will be bigger again now. No more of those puny half-trees. The warmth is a comfort as well. It was not like this back in Miguel's realm. It was too dry, too low, too dull. We emerge into red jungle. The blue moon is rising in the light, dancing with sparkling motes as I am once again in my own world, but it is a part of my own world that I have never laid a paw in before, and as Miguel hops off my back to feel the ground, seemingly overcome with his own gratitude at returning, I find myself scanning the cathedral of trees, old and yet new, frightening. And exciting. We are in Rama. But where in Rama are we?
1: Episode One of Panther Soul The Treasure Hunter Written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw Intro, quote Read by Felix Quist Captain of the Faithful Troubadour Performed by Pascal Dooley Captain Beatrix Annabel Queensbury Performed by Loretta Saylor Marco Performed by Robert Suris Pale Jaguar Performed by Sammy Chen Kolo Nash and Rikish, performed by Alex Shaw. Dalesh, performed by Shanta Parasuraman. Durga Hasnar Sher Hroana, performed by Maureen Foley. Additional voices provided by Greg Downing, Toby Jungius, Hunter Mulcair, and Joe G. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Panther Soul Theme, Zard. Composed and performed by Jason Bradley-Livesey of Shockwave Sound. Tiger's Eye Theme, Agent in Shanghai. Composed and performed by Mark John Petrie of Shockwave Sound. Discovery Hit, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Floating Market, Shaman's Hollow, Ice Dragon, Floating Ice Castle, and Invisible Mountain are all ambience from Tabletop Audio. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon, and our $15 sponsors get credit every episode, so thank you to... Aaron LeCluze Abel Savard Alex Brewington Angus Lee Benjamin Hoffer Brian Novak Cassandra Newman Chris Finnick Christopher Wolfe Kieran Dashler Connor Kennedy Dan Mayer Daniel Salguero Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman David Sheeley. Finbar Nicole Frankie Punezi Greg Downing Jameis Enright Jesse Ferguson Joe Crow Joel Robinson Johan Clayson Joe G Josh Waster Kat Esmond, Kevin Vahey Lorraine Chisholm Matthew A. Siebert Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow Sarah Montgomery Tima Hellas Tim Rosensky Timothy Green, Toby Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns. And if you want to read the entirety of Panther Soul right now, it is available in a gorgeous paperback on Amazon.com. Alternately, you can support this project for $10 on Patreon and get access to all the New Century e-books and audiobooks.